One of the most pervasive habits of thought that I have struggled with throughout my life, if not all of my life, it certainly does feel that way. Or I guess what I might say in this case is that is what I'm thinking. How it, that's, that's how I think that it is. But this is actually what I refer to as this pervasive need for, for more. And it's not only for, you know, for more from others, but also from myself. It is not who I am. It is, it's certainly, and I'm only saying this just for the, the benefit of anyone who may be thinking that this is who they really are. It's not up to me to say who someone really is, but I at least want to offer the, uh, the experience and observation that I've had from this perspective that this belief that somehow I'm never, that it's almost like it feels like what's referred to as a bottomless pit. Uh, it is never, it's a hole that can never be filled. And I used to struggle with it to the point that I identified as being that person. I was, you know, going out in the world looking for something or some things from other people only to find that I never found what it was that I was looking for. Or if I did find it, I didn't get enough of it. And I would continue to do, to try to do what I thought was best, usually in the form of people pleasing behaviors. It wasn't ever about trying to forcefully get what it was that I felt that I needed or thought that I needed, but it was always just in a way more of, of uh, uh, in the in the person in the realm of personality. Uh, it was just about people pleasing. And at some point along the way, I had that moment where I finally realized that this is not who I really am, and I'm not here necessarily. As I had said a moment ago, I'm not here to tell anyone who they are or aren't. It is not, uh, it's not uh, my, within my purview to do so. And I have uh, certainly, uh, it's not, uh, not my right to be offering that up to anyone. But what I found out for myself is that I, and, and this took a long time to come to fruition, that I am not my subconscious. I am not the beliefs that I have, and I'm certainly not the thoughts that actually build the infrastructure of those beliefs, and I know that I'm ultimately not my ego. I say all that, and I realize there is a uh, kind of a fine line there where I could be, I could go one direction or the other. I realize they all, the, all these roads ultimately, I heard a teacher once say, all roads lead to Rome at some point. Uh, no matter what direction I think that I'm taking, right, I'm always going to end up in the same place, right here and right now, exactly how it is and exactly who I am in this moment. But at some point, I realize that there are that there are certainly different ways to approach this, and that's really what I want to say here is that uh, any healing that took place from you know beginning to separate who I thought that I was from who that who I really am. I can't say for sure that I, with 100% certainty, know who I am. As a human being, I have found in this experience of being human uh, and being in this physical body that I can never really know anything for sure. But I say all that to come back to what I am speaking of today, and that is that it is the habits of thought that really power if, if I am quote unquote feeling a certain way or I have this repetitive behavior where I find myself not getting enough love, not getting enough appreciation, adoration, attention, whatever the case may be, I'm, I know one thing for sure. If I, if I find myself in any moment 
where I am trying to fill a hole that, that I, that seems like no matter what I do, I can't fill it. Then it is an indication to me that I am ultimately lost in thinking these thoughts about not getting enough from people or not getting enough from myself. If I have any beliefs about who I am and who I think that I am, how I think that it is in relation to me and everyone else, then it's essentially the same thing. I may expect myself when I'm having a conversation with someone to be possibly more personable than I really actually am, to be more smooth and refined than I might actually be. I don't really necessarily overly concern myself with those things on an ongoing basis, but yes, I'm the first to admit that there are times when I sit down for a conversation with someone that there are thoughts that come online about how could I be more eloquent? How can I be more, uh, have more of a magnetic personality? Uh, you know, how can I say the right things? And through getting in the habit of, of having more conversations with people, because that used to be something that was so difficult for me. I love communicating with people and I really do love being with people and being, especially being in the moment with people when there's this opportunity to just be who we are, however we are, wherever we find ourselves, and whatever the situation may be, where I can let go of not only my expectations and beliefs about who I should be and how I should be, but even more so, I can let go of any expectations, which are all based in thoughts and beliefs about who someone else is. And that's why I love the process of sitting down with someone and letting go. I can't force myself to stop thinking thoughts about who I think other people are. But it's really more about just being aware that if I am having those thoughts, that is really where mindfulness practice has helped me so much. And I've seen it help others as well that I've taught this to and shared this with. That it is really about not trying to do, you know, it's, it's not about not being a certain way, at least for me. This is just ultimately what I want to share, is that it, I have found myself in a position where it's not, it's really not about that any, any further. What I've, what I've really found is that I, you know, I, because I'm human, because I have a brain and a nervous system, it is going to uh, deal with incoming information this way and things are happening. As a, you know, in terms of speaking neurochemically, neurochemically speaking, so these you know these thoughts are going to happen. They are going to come and go. It is going to be sometimes this. The, the, if I refer to the condition of my mind, in other words, sometimes the sea is very stormy. Sometimes it's a little more placid, and uh, that is really you know, it's more calm. So that is really. At the end of the day, it is just about writing that out. It is just about, and really all I need to do to write it out, I don't have to cling and hold on to trying to get through some moments where I am just completely besieged by thoughts of wanting and needing more from others and from myself. And being this, uh, ultimately, I love the uh, Buddhist phrase for this, and it also encompasses other, uh, other concepts Uh, and other things is they refer to it as a hungry ghost there is this part of us that we can we can we can identify if i can identify that hungry ghost within myself it is basically and i don't want to get into trying to analyze this but the experiences that i've had with this being able to identify with that hungry ghost is that there is something that is part of me that is ultimately never satisfied i can never get enough 
And if I think that I never get enough, it's based it's based on the beginnings of that or the genesis of those beliefs and those thought patterns are thinking that I need something at all and believing somehow that until I get what it is that I think that I need, that I don't have enough of, that it is just, it's going to be never ending. And it, and it really, to me, it's thinking about that, you know, not thinking so much, but just keeping that concept uh, in my awareness of the hungry ghost. It allows me to realize that sometimes that is who I'm going to, that's what I'm going to experience. That's who I may be or who I think that I am. But that is ultimately not who I really am. A lot of this may be based in my, and I don't want to get overly analytical about where this comes from and, and, and where this begins, because that to me, what I've, I'm not, I have nothing against trying to understand something and analyzing something at a deeper level. But what I find is that whatever it is I'm looking to find, it's ultimately, I end up becoming the person trying to figure out why I need more from people, why I need from uh, things from myself. And I may never be able to figure that out. There's certainly nothing wrong with trying to understand the roots of something and where something comes from. But what I find is I want to be right back here. Uh, I don't want to divert my attention. I don't want to try to to be any different than I actually am. If I'm finding myself uh, embodying the hungry ghost, you know, wanting more, needing more, being completely dissatisfied with life and with not getting enough of whatever it is I think that I need, I just, the only way for me to ever cope with that, to be able to still be here and to be able to be the best person that I can be in that moment, I don't want to really cling to any ideas about who I need to be, you know, 10 years from now, five years from now, but it's just about being just, and really it's not even so much about being the best person I can be. It's just about being able to be here and actually be with people. And if I can cope more effectively and actually be here however it feels whether the sea you know the emotional sea is stormy or whether it is calm it is really about ultimately being here and feeling whatever emotions I'm feeling in my body whatever thoughts are occurring and if it happens to be that I am not happy with where I am and with what's happening currently and somehow locked into identifying as the person that isn't getting what they want uh, it's all, it really has its, if I can just remember that it's all really, when it, when the sea is very stormy, it gets very overwhelming because of the fact that these thoughts are recurring over and over and over again. It's almost like what I heard a Buddhist teacher once refer to as a storm of mind. And that's literally what it feels like. It, it feels like that it is, there's such a storm going on, uh, you know, within my, uh, with the, with, within the thoughts that I am, am, uh, buying into. And of course, what I don't always want to admit in those moments and what's tough to, uh, to sometimes own up to is that I am actually giving more energy to that storm. I'm feeding more energy into it and it's allowing the storm to possibly continue longer than it normally would. It may be more intense, uh, and it's happening, you know, possibly, I can't say that that's the only reason it intensifies and those thoughts intensify and it gets more uncomfortable and things feel more miserable, so to speak. Uh, I can't say that I can, I'm not trying to blame that on myself, but I do know that wherever my attention goes, wherever uh, I am spending the most time in, in ultimately giving that energy through uh, paying attention to it and believing it and continuing to reinforce those thoughts, 
this is ultimately where I'm going to find myself. And it ends up being what's referred to, you can call it a, you know, in a, a storm of mind locked into a never endless loop of thoughts that just continue because I am invested somehow in them, in those, in them continuing reliving past trauma, uh, reliving, uh, things that happened in the past that made me unhappy that reinforce my belief that somehow I'm not getting enough from others, from myself, from situations that I find myself in. And to be able to, the the one thing that has changed the game for me more than anything else has been practicing the ability to be aware of what my mind is doing, what those thoughts are, being able to witness them from a vantage point uh, that is more along the lines of, of just actually seeing it happen and not believing that because I'm thinking those thoughts that that's who I am. And I don't even need to own those thoughts. They're just thoughts that are happening. I just happen to, to be the person that's had, whose head those thoughts are occurring in. But it doesn't mean that I have to become who those thoughts are trying to tell me that I am. Uh, I don't have to cling to any of the or hold any of these beliefs that these thoughts are trying to talk me into, so to speak. I'm not saying that they are entities in of themselves or have any special power over me, but it is amazing to me to be able to appreciate that the power of thoughts, that a lot, a lot of what we form in our mental, uh, in the mental realm, so to speak, uh, comes into being in this way. And it is something that can uh, perpetuate itself. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spend any time giving that any, any more energy than it already has. And when I can come back here, back home, so to speak, that I love some meditation teachers speak about that coming back home to myself, to who I really am in this moment. And however it really is, it really does allow me to be able to create a little more space to ride out this storm. If it feels like it's a storm, if it feels like the seas are, are, uh, are definitely turbulent, uh, and it's overwhelming. I know that trying to run away somewhere else or to believe thoughts that I'm having about how difficult it is will just make it worse. And it will just actually, it will add, it will, it will add to the momentum of wherever those thoughts are going. And wherever my identity, you know, the, that I, wherever my identity uh, is trying to tell me who I am, and once I can actually just be with these things, then I can realize that I don't really necessarily need more of anything from myself or from anyone else. Somehow, it was the thought that came across, and at some point, if I believed it and paid attention to it and identified that because I think it, it is true then it's just going to continue to be a neural habit. And if I get in the habit of being a bottomless pit, so to speak, of having these holes that can never be filled, that hungry ghost, and if I get really uh, habituated to uh, embodying that, then of course that's where I'm going to find myself. And it's what I find is that it, it happens less and less. I do catch myself and at times uh, in that habit of thought. And really believing it for a little bit, and really feeling that in the pit of my son, my stomach, so to speak, and it, uh, you know, that emptiness, that uh, the, those holes that can never be filled. Sometimes it it is it feels very real, but I know that as long as I remember that it has its genesis and its roots in the thoughts 
that I am continuing to reinforce by believing them and identifying with them, then I can actually relax into realizing that I'm just a human being having thoughts that are sometimes very tempting to believe because I've been in the habit of believing them. That's the only reason why I ultimately have believed what I've thought at any time in my life because I somehow have experienced that, uh, that, what that's like and it becomes a habit of sorts. And for many, you know, for half of my life, I'm, I've been practicing this a little over half of my life, but I realized that, uh, it, you know, I, I spent half of, of half, at least half of my life, uh, perpetuating this and continuing to believe all of these things that I was thinking. And it led me nowhere, but to more self-imposed suffering. And when I can be here with other people and not need anything from them, and I'm not saying that in some sort of prideful way. I know it's very easy sometimes, and I've certainly done this, and I've and I've and I have been a party to conversations where this has been said to me and other people. You know, I don't need anything from anyone, and I, I don't want to go that route either. I, I I found that I after trying that, that was really for me just a reaction to the pain and difficulty. Uh, that I experienced through somehow having needs from other people that were never satisfied and the holes were never filled. Uh, I've heard the phrase before about, you know, no person is an island. So I I don't want to get really caught up in thoughts about being this individual who never needs anything from anyone. And I'm always going to be able to do it myself. Uh, I realize I have responsibilities as an individual and I certainly do want to discharge any responsibilities that I have as an individual and I want to be accountable to other people in the community and, and to all other human beings that I'm connected with, which ultimately is everyone. Uh, I just, I don't want to get caught up in being above needing anything from anyone. Uh, I don't want to, and I also will speak to from the standpoint, this is something I don't speak about a lot because it is really not, it's ultimately, uh, it's certainly not my area of expertise. It's only been something that I've experienced and I'm rather surprised that it's coming up in this moment, but there is this, sometimes this sense of shame of being ashamed to be, you know, when I get a glimpse of myself, when I'm, when I am fully immersed in this identity of needing more from other people and not getting enough and sometimes becoming resentful of other people, resentful of myself, resentful of where I find myself in life, because if I could somehow figure out how to get to that place where I can get all of the things that I want from other people. And that's all just a belief that has it, that's built with, it's an infrastructure. And sometimes it can be a really complicated infrastructure uh, and it can be rather large, so to speak. I'm, I'm speaking metaphorically, but really that's ultimately what it feels like. It can become overwhelming because that infrastructure of those thoughts can build on itself and continue to, uh, to become more and more of my awareness and I can continue to identify with it more and more. But when I can realize that it's something that I don't have to be ashamed of, that it's that I'm only human, and that sometimes part of being human is wanting or needing things and believing uh, and thinking that I'm not getting enough of whatever that is, really just actually can, you know, instead of being locked into thoughts of shame and being ashamed of that, and feeling foolish and, and feeling childish or silly or whatever. I mean, I realize there's a lot of different words for this that I can instead look at these, uh, uh, when I find myself in these situations to be able to just 
see these as learning experiences and I'm, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze myself certainly but if I can just see myself in these moments and be aware and if I do nothing else at all if I never gain any understanding or insight into why I sometimes find myself being that and embodying that hungry ghost who can't get enough of something or of some things from others uh, at least I can the one thing I can do that changes the game completely for me is to simply be aware of it and all I have to do to have that awareness is to cultivate it and the only way I can cultivate it is by paying attention to my mind and practicing paying attention to it and creating enough space to hold what sometimes are painful thoughts are difficult thoughts sometimes they're thoughts that I can find myself being ashamed of having I can realize that just because I'm having those thoughts that doesn't define who I am I don't have to act on those thoughts I certainly don't have to create an identity of who I think I am or try to advertise that to anyone else just because these are the thoughts that happen to be occurring at any given time. I can really come back to myself and I can laugh at my own humanness. I can embrace and love my own humanness. And for me, part of that humanness is sometimes finding myself needing more from others and needing for needing more from myself until I just remember to come back to who I really am and no longer believe that I need these things because I know that I don't but sometimes it's easy to forget and that's the power of thoughts ultimately and I can get really caught up in going somewhere else in my head and being someone else in my head and whoever that person is that I think is in my head is not who I really am and if I can just continue to keep coming back and remembering it's kind of like being in a trance almost and if I can just come back and remember who I am again, it's always available. It's always a home that I can return back to. The only way I can get back there is to continue to practice allowing myself to come back here and simply breathing in and out and just being here however it is, however it feels, and being whoever I happen to be in that moment without even really needing to know or to define who I am. I just simply am awareness itself. And to allow myself, and 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 all, and ultimately, I can identify with other people because we all are ultimately part of that greater awareness. That's not a belief; it's just something that I've experienced. I'm not here to try to convince anyone of that, but that's when I when I allow myself to to come back here and be here now. This is ultimately what I experience. <laughs>